0: Welcome to the Career by Design podcast. I'm your host, Prayer. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to design the career of your dreams while feeling empowered. I'll be sharing inspirations and strategies that will help you get results. All right. Welcome, Ginny. I am so excited to have you on the Career by Design podcast. We are going to be talking about all kinds of things career related today, but we're going to focus on how to be really intentional with your career and how to own where you want your career to go. And sometimes that includes letting go of jobs and opportunities that aren't fitting with you anymore that don't feel aligned. So before we get into it, Ginny, I would love for you to take just a minute or two to introduce yourself to our audience and we can get right into it.
1: Thanks. I am so excited to be on this podcast. I feel like we've known each other for a couple of years, um, actually through intentional networking, I'll just say. For the most part in my career, I have pivoted a few times. I tend to look for new things that I can learn, this included saying yes to an international uh, stint of three years in London, even though I wasn't sure if that was the right time or um, right place to do. So there's definitely a lot of Yes, and in my scenarios of my career. So for the most part, you would just focus on the talent acquisition side, which is most of my experience, but I'm also a career coach uh, that really try to help my clients focus on what's their next or improve what's their current
0: yeah. So there's so many good points in there. And one thing that I want to just kind of say out to the audience is it's really interesting how Ginny and I met. So we met on this women's networking platform called Riveter, which is all about professional women. And I want to say to everybody, it's it's sort of like this unlikely alliance, if you will, because mm-hmm. if you think about things in a certain way, Ginny is also a, another career coach. And you might think, oh, Why would I want to have another career coach on my podcast? Does that make sense? But the thing is that Ginny has such a different and beautiful insight and her clients may be totally different. And I found actually Ginny has been so, so helpful to me because She's been helping me examine other opportunities for coaching avenues, being so helpful in terms of connecting me into her network. And so, you know, the bottom line for the audience is you never know where connections may go, how they may work out. And so I would say welcome every connection that you have and just remember, you know, it doesn't have to feel like it's a competition.
1: That's actually a great tip. And this includes even, let's say, recruiters reach out to you on LinkedIn and you're not really interested in that particular company or you're not ready to leave, like making a connection with that recruiter, because like you said, you never know down the road.
0: Absolutely. And I also want you to explain a little bit to the listeners, just in case they don't know, you mentioned this concept of yes and, and I would love for you to tell us a little bit about that.
1: Don't get me wrong. There's definitely times when you have to say no, when your plate is full, when you need to prioritize. The yes and scenario is really more about the mentality of not closing up opportunities or just assuming you don't, let's say, have the time to do something. It's really about just giving you the opportunity to reflect Uh, Maybe, again, what is a prioritization for you? So it could be that you have to let something go, as you mentioned earlier, to focus on something that you're actually more excited about or you want to learn in 2022.
0: That is such a great way to put it. And I think actually it fits really well with saying no, because I think that they are both the same, you know, it's the same side of the coin. When you say no to things that are actually like definite no's, it allows you to have, I think, more capacity to say yes and to things, right? So just to Mm -hmm. be clear audience, we're not saying say yes to every single thing, but just take a step back and just think about making a connection with genuine people who are resonating with you Even if it's not the exact opportunity that you want, even if it's not the exact role. But what I'm saying is just because somebody, you know, don't, you don't have to respond to every single LinkedIn message because God knows we get a lot of those, right? You have people that are just contacting you and it may feel kind of, out of left field and you know that there's just no you know connection there that's fine and the same with opportunities as well everyone is talking about this concept of the great resignation to be honest with you jenny i would love your perspective but i i kind of think that it's it seems a little bit magnified because everyone's talking about it everybody's You know, online, they're on LinkedIn, that everybody's leaving their roles. But I actually think that people have taken the opportunity to be more intentional during the pandemic and figure out, is this a job now that I no longer maybe have the buffer of happy hours and lunches with my coworkers and all of those kind of in-person perks? is this the actual work that I want to do or do I want to go in a different direction? So that's my take on it. I don't think that people are necessarily leaving more, but it just, you see it more because people are talking about it a lot.
1: No, I agree. I mean, some of the numbers doesn't seem to lie, but you are right that there's so many descriptors on this, like great resignation, great reshuffle. You can add great to many, many terms, but I do think what it all leads to is really great opportunities. Um, for both the companies themselves or for you as an individual to reassess, re-engage, and make the right moves for yourself. For companies that are self-aware, they may be able to slow down and focus on what their employees truly need and find those people and focus more on stay interviews rather than exit interviews. Now, I did see an increase in 2021 of my clients who Wanted to focus on why they wanted to leave a company because most of them really talked about themes of burnout, uh, lack of appreciation, and oftentimes more of a toxic work environment. So the question for them was always: Is this something they can change? Is it just a person, or is it something that they realize they want to have a new beginning? You know, somewhere else.
0: And then let's say, Ginny, you have decided right? You've done the evaluation, you've done the assessment and you've decided, okay, this isn't working for me. It's the culture, it's the work, whatever it is, I'm burnt out. And you make that decision that you want to leave. But I know that so many people are gripped with fear, right? They're scared to leave, even if they know that that's the path that they want to be on, because you know, a salary represents this maybe steady income coming in, They know that company and the job well. They've got their network and a million things pop into your mind. So what's the advice that you have for people that have decided they want to leave, but they're too scared?
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, we can all look in the mirror ourselves and realize we've all been there. There's a couple scenarios. There's the kind where you might have the luxury to be able to say quit fairly on the spot and then take your time. To look for the right next opportunity. So, so, so for those people, the the fear may not be related to you know their financial considerations. Maybe they've saved up, but really, if you are the type where majority of the people probably feel they need to find the next job ahead of time, the fear may not be there. Might, the fear might be a little bit of guilt, right? Knowing that you are spending some time outside of your regular work to kind of look for your new opportunities. I do think there's no right or wrong way to do it as long as your work is being completed and you are focused on what you need to do. I definitely think you can carve the time out to do it. Now, in terms of fear, that is pretty broad. So there's like the fear of leaving something that's very comfortable. But then there's also the fear of running towards something you're not sure it's going to work. And this may mean maybe you're the type that decided I'm not going to do the nine to five anymore. I want to venture out on my own. I want to be a consultant. And that's also scary too. So I guess my point is there's going to be scary stuff regardless, but most of it is usually in our mind. Our mind is very powerful in convincing us like what's scary out there, prevent us to prevent protect us. So I do think it's the inner dialogue that you have to start
0: giving your permission to be a little bit scared, but still move ahead. Absolutely. And I like how you highlighted the other reasons that people might want to leave because I've been in so many discussions lately. And I feel like the conversation about leaving, it's always about that financial security, right? The first thing everybody says is make sure you have those six months of savings. And I think that is you know, it's a valid concern. It may be true for a lot of people, but for some people it's way beyond financial concerns. And it's that, you know, fear in your mind of the unknown, which is very natural, which happens to all of us, because just like Ginny said, your brain's job is to protect you from things that could be scary or dangerous. And in your mind, the threat of like a new job, that has some unknown pieces or the threat of going out on your own or starting a business, it registers just like, you know, a, a bear coming at you in the wild, right? And so your brain's going to do everything it can to save you and and to keep you safe. And you just have to tell your brain, thank you so much. I appreciate you trying to keep me safe, but you know, this is the direction that we're going in, if that's truly what's resonating. So now, you know, Ginny, we've decided, we've gotten over the fear, and we are getting ready to put in our notice. So from an expert talent management perspective, what are the steps that our audience should take?
1: Um, I actually recently discovered an article from Kirk Fernandez, he's on LinkedIn, where he summarized the 10 tips on quitting, and I thought, oh, this is great. Somebody kind of put this together. And some of those tips I I was already giving to my clients, but there's a couple uh, ones that I really like that people don't always think about. Uh, The first one for me is uh, save your performance reviews. Think about all the work you've done. Think about areas of opportunities that you've overcome during those. And I'll bet most of us already forgotten if we've been there three, four years, the years of progression and improvement that you've done. So I would say take that. It is your work. It, you probably spent the time to do a lot of self-evaluation uh, to discuss all your wins and the things that you're proud of. Those are things you keep that you, that will help prepare you maybe in your um interviews uh, for this next opportunity, or even a reflection on how you would start your new position and to take some of those nuggets with you. Love it. Any other tips that you want to add to that? Yeah, I would say the next tip is I I believe that if within your HR structure, they would be able to remind you all the checklists, like the benefits and the insurance, but sometimes it's overwhelming information. So this is really about, you know, yes, it may seem kind of boring and then, oh, these are things I have to do, my 401k, but those are actual things that you won't have time to think about if you are going into your new job. So this downtime, your opportunity as you're wrapping up uh, would be a good chance to make sure that checklist is complete.
0: What about tips on, so this is a big thing, tips on your resignation letter, right? Mm. Because I know that for a lot of people, especially if they're leaving in frustration from a toxic environment or a toxic manager, right? You feel two things, right? One is you want to get that emotion out You want to maybe Mm -hmm. let those people know, hey, this wasn't working for me. And the other thing is, you know, I think some people also want to alert these organizations to what's going on so that there's a potential for change. Mm -hmm. So what's your advice? I mean, do you recommend writing your, you know, all your thoughts and concerns and and why you're leaving? Or do you just advocate, keep it simple? I'm leaving. This is my two weeks notice. What's your advice? Uh, Well, first of all, make sure you already
1: signed that contract, if, if, if the reason of you actually quitting is because of another job, make sure you already passed your background check, all of those, you have a start date, you're ready to go before you announce it to your manager or your HR. I would say keeping it simple as direct as I'm giving you notice that this is my two-week notice is as simple without even reasons is fine. And the reason why is most likely there would be a, an exit interview that's set up for you, or even if there isn't, Let's say you're in a smaller company, they don't have that process set yet. You deciding to write, you know, share feedback or opportunities for people that are joining the company um, might be beneficial. Now, I think the what you've described is like a, an intense, maybe where you decide this is absolutely the worst place for you and you decide you want to quit. I do think, like I said, the world is small, the way you network. I think you can be as straightforward in the exit interviews or again, feedback for the company, really coming from the space of needing or wanting them to improve. Because just because you left Uh, Let's say if it was a toxic environment, you also have people that you care about, perhaps your employees or people of your directs that you hope the company can self-reflect, improve and make it a, a really great space for people who decide to stay.
0: Perfect. So to sum up, it sounds like, again, if you are getting ready to quit your job, right, there's a couple of things you want to look at. One is, like Ginny said write out all your wins, all your accomplishments, because sometimes once you leave, you may not have those details available anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So I find myself as a management consultant, I work with a lot of different clients and I may forget, okay, what was the actual result that I created? What were the wins? Maybe how many clients? So have that written and ready to go because that's gonna help you for your resume, for your interviews going forward. Even if you've you know already gotten a job offer in hand, Take a look at your benefit situation, right? And see, have you, you know, squared those all away? Do you get paid out for your PTO? Do you not get paid out for your paid time off? And do you need to take those days? Plan your resignation letter and date, right? And make sure every industry is a little bit different, but I would say two weeks is very normal. So you want to plan that out, right? That you are maybe finishing up a project, that it's aligned with your next date. And I want to add one more tip in there, which I always recommend is if it's possible, try to build in a little bit of time off between the time that your last day happens and the first day of the new job. Because once you start a new role, right, it's usually very difficult to take time off in those first three months unless you have like a planned vacation and you talked about that in the interview process. So I always like to say take a little bit of time you know, two weeks, a month, whatever you can and decompress between your two roles. And even though you may not have that paycheck coming in in between, it is so, so well needed. And I have tried to do that in every one of my positions is take a little bit of time off, go somewhere for a vacation so that I can really start fresh. That is a great tip. So now, okay, so you've quit your job and you have started and, you know, you've done all the right things. I also want to hear from you maybe a little bit of what do you think can create success stepping into a new role, right? So what's important? What have you seen that has worked really well in your career? And maybe as a talent management expert, what have you seen that has worked really well for other people?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm always, I'm, Usually when I talk on a podcast, I like to recommend at least one book. Um, And this is the perfect time to actually introduce, or maybe not introduce. This is an international bestseller. Probably a lot of people use it, but I would say reading it every time you start either like a new, maybe you have a new promotion and a new role, or you're moving into a new company, uh, which is the first 90 days, but Michael Watkins. Now. The reason why I really like this is they kind of break it down for what you need to do to build rapport, to build trust, and and basically not jumping in and wanting to change everything. Um, As a new leader, it's a lot of listening tours. It's really about focus of who would be the right people, who's going to be your great partner. So it kind of lays out the blueprint for you to do that. So I would recommend this book for everyone. Of course, you have the opportunity, like if you focus on what you just said earlier, which was, if you have some time before your next role, you can probably do a little bit more fun research about the company, about the culture. So you're not really going day one as day one. It's almost like you have some preparation about the company that you're about to go into. And think about what has been successful for you in previous you know, companies. You definitely learn each time and there might be things that you did last time where you thought, oh, I'm going to skip it this time around. So it is all about uh, the learning. Um, but I do think the main thing you want to go into, especially if it's a leadership role, is that you're not going to have the answers, and it's okay. It's actually taking the time to understand people's wish list and people's experience to kind of help you assess before you just jump in and, um, you know, try to do what you used to do to and hope the same results will happen.
0: That is wonderful. I think planning for a new role is so key. And I think a lot of people are a little bit reactive, right? They're not proactive. And again, you know what Ginny and I both coach on is you want to be in the driver's seat of your career. You want to own it. And so even though you're new and you may not know all the inner workings, You can have a plan of action of how you want to approach things and make sure you've got the right champions, you know, you know what's worked well for you and you're going forward with that momentum. So that's all well and great for somebody who has a job lined up, but I know, Ginny, you mentioned, you know, there's cases where you just want to let go of something, but you don't have your next opportunity yet. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about it maybe from the corporate standpoint of how do you see those resumes that come in that maybe have a quote unquote gap? And what is your general advice for people who want to let their current job go um, without having an offer first?
1: For those who can't afford and have decided to to do that, it's just an opportunity actually putting some planning or action on, on paper or on the computer. I think when it comes to, networking, this is going to be the place where some people are not as comfortable because you tend to get more networking done when you're looking for something or you're trying to do informational interviews. But I would say take advantage of the fact that we are in a state of flux right now and everyone is actually kind of looking or exploring and kind of seeing what's out there. So you're not going to be alone. You mentioned about the gap, for example, and I know that there was a gap, um, especially during probably year of 2020 and 2021, where there was a gap because, you know, so many millions of people lost their job due to COVID and pandemic. So it actually normalized that people were laid off during that period. And it's actually something that you can talk about in your favor. You can talk about what you did in those, I don't know, 12 months or 18 months. Did you go and get a certification? Did you end up volunteering more? Did you start a consulting business just on the side to keep busy and stay connected to your network? Those are the stories, the stories of like resilience, the story of what did you do in spite of like what, what happened to you is interesting. So now if you're in a current job, I would say likely it's probably taken you a while to get to the place where you absolutely want to quit. So you probably have started, you know, the networking, reconnecting with past coworkers or past managers. Those are things that foundational stuff that you just have to start. Of course, there's many ways after that, but I would say, just to start, just to assess what your network is, who you can speak with, um, especially if you're doing a pivot. If you have decided I'm doing a total
0: career pivot, like what are some of the elements that you will need in order for you to pursue that pivot? That's great. Those are really, really great tips. And I think really helpful of, again, that preparation and planning. And would you say, I think the thing that people want to hear is, is it okay? Is it okay if I give notice... And I don't have that opportunity lined up. Is that Mm -hmm. fine? And why is it okay? I think it was always fine. It's just people
1: didn't necessarily talk about it. So like people didn't talk about mental health or burnout. Uh, These are probably a little bit more just evident in the last two to three years. So I think the first one you need to convince whether or not it's okay is actually yourself. Because the reason why you're uncomfortable or you think it might not be okay is because you might have a stigma about the scenario yourself. You might think about, well, what if it's somebody else? I might actually recommend they don't quit before they find that next opportunity. Why would they? So I do think, again, it's really some of your uncomfortableness about doing certain things, it's really because it's your own value. Um, So, I mean, I was brought up the same thing. It's, It's really, you know, I started working when I was 14 at my parents' restaurant. There's a lot of work ethic that kind of, Reflect what you think a prepared person should be, or what a person who's thoughtful about their next plan should already be doing. So, again, that could be more of a cultural holdback or your personal holdback. There are no right or wrong ways to feel that, but we talked about earlier some of that is probably because we're scared and um, how we still have to kind of push that through. So, short answer <laughs> the fact that it is okay it is okay. And you're going to have a story to talk about your journey as a result of it.
0: These are all such fabulous, fabulous tips from Ginny. I am so excited to have you on this podcast. I'm so glad that you were able to share, you know, all about quitting with our listeners. And what I would say to you is if you're listening right now and you have been thinking about quitting, take a deep breath. I ask you to just take at least 24 hours you know, before you finalize that decision, because I can tell you from personal experience, especially over the last two years, there are a lot of tough moments happening, right? I think people's emotions are heightened. You're in really, you have your own things going on, and sometimes it can really feel like a lot, but it's just this one single moment. So if you are feeling really overwhelmed, just take a little bit of time, 24 hours to process it, a good night's sleep so that when you make your decision, it is truly the best decision for you. And it's not necessarily just fueled by, you know, one incident. If it's a pattern, of course, and you know that this is what you want to do, you know, take a listen to this podcast, do your planning, figure out your next steps, and just know that it is absolutely okay. So with that, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Career by Design podcast. I hope that the strategies I share today will help you on your journey to an amazing career. Be sure to check in next week for another episode. And for more tips, follow me on Instagram under inspiration underscore careers.